0: Hey, hello Breakthrough family, so good to be with you again today. Well, welcome to Monday and a marvellous Monday it is too. And I just wanted to take a few moments just to encourage you and uh, just to inspire you in terms of what the Lord is doing and saying to us in this time, in this hour. And uh, so many uh, voices, as we've mentioned before, so many voices clamoring for attention, and uh, and people wanting to be swayed uh, or sway others by their particular opinions and their points of view. And it's so important for us that we tune our hearts into what the Spirit is saying and that we calm our, our minds uh, in terms of all the inputs that are coming in and we can actually just slow down and so we can discern what it is that the Spirit is saying to us and we can see things in perspective. So, Welcome to this marvelous Monday when uh, we're, we're taking the opportunity to reset our hearts and our minds and to, to get some good godly thinking uh, inside of us. And so what I would like to do is just to take us back to the Sermon on the Mount. This is fairly early on in Jesus' ministry and uh, so he's up there on the mountainside, close to Galilee, um, and there are a few thousand disciples that are, are listening. You know, obviously we talk about the 12 disciples, but Jesus had thousands of people who were following him. The crowds would follow. They would listen to what he was saying. They would even go out into uh, the wilderness areas and, and uh uh, places far away from takeaway outlets and and all this kind of stuff, and uh, and just spend hours and days just listening to, to Jesus' teaching. Obviously, there's only a portion of Jesus' teaching that's been recorded for us in the Scriptures. And we know this from John's Gospel. He said, man, if everything that Jesus did and that he said had to be written down, there wouldn't be enough books for us to contain it all. In other words, there are many more teachings uh, that Jesus gave that are not r- recorded and so uh there were thousands of people that were gathered there they were listening to what Jesus was saying it's the, the Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking about the kingdom of God, and he's talking about kingdom living. And if we want to be part of the kingdom of God, and we want to be the kinds of people who change the way we think. Remember, that's the the understanding of repentance, metanoia, to change, to be transformed, and to renew our minds. to To not think the old way of thinking, but to renew our thinking according to kingdom ways of thinking. So he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. It's at hand. It's right here, guys. In other words, you need to change the way you think. And then on the Sermon on the Mount, he's speaking to all of these people who are following him. And he, he begins to explain to them how it is that we should be living if we're going to be kingdom people. And one of the things we're going to see here is that we cannot embrace worry fear and anxiety, as well as the peace of God. In other words, these two things are competing there against one another. It's not like, hey, I can have a little bit of peace and a little bit of anxiety and, you know, I'll be balanced out in the middle. No, that's not kingdom living. Kingdom living is we actually need to, um, Paul wrote about this, he says, take every thought captive that comes against the knowledge of God. So, if fear and that kind of thinking and those processes, your mind racing, you're not sleeping well, you're panicking about things, that's not coming into alignment with kingdom understanding, Jesus' teaching. So, in Matthew chapter 6, listen to this. Jesus speaking, says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, and the answer to that is, obviously, no. We cannot change things by worrying about it. And that's the point that Jesus is making here. You spend time worrying about your food. You're worrying about your finances. You're worrying about your ability to go and do shopping. All these different kinds of needs, necessities, wants, desires, uh, just things of life. And you spend a heap of time panicking, worrying, you know, what's going to happen it my budget, my finances, my work, my money's going to run out, how am I going to eat, how my my place to stay, all these things. And so fear and worry and anxiety just builds and builds and builds um, because the mind is trying to find some point of resolution. And and Jesus saying, listen, can you change the circumstances through your worry? Can you even add one hour to your life by worrying about it? Of course not. In other words, Jesus is saying it's fruitless to worry, to be caught up in a cycle of anxiety. He goes on in verse 28. says, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. In other words, they're making the the cotton and uh, the threads and so on. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Ah, so now we begin to see that there's this element of faith that's tied into our worry or lack of worry. In other words, when we put our trust in God, when we're leaning on Him, when we're relying on Him, we are putting our faith in Him. But when we are preoccupied with fear and doubt, anxiety, worry, that is doubting in your Father's ability to take good care of you. So Jesus is saying, listen, you way more valuable. you the, the pinnacle of creation. If Jesus and the Father work together by the Spirit to take care of the birds of the air, the flowers of the field, looking after creation, how much more will He look after you? Because you are way more valuable than these other things because you have been made in God's image. In other words, you are a superior creation to the natural world. God loves that, cares for that, but you're more valuable. Therefore, he's going to care about you and for you even more. So now when you embrace in fear and doubt and worry, it's as though you're saying to your father, listen, you made me, but now you didn't have enough resource. You've run out of resource and you can't now take care of me and follow through on your creation. And so Jesus is that challenging that thought process, that fear and anxiety is a, is a setting aside of our understanding that we belong to our Heavenly Father, we're his children, and that He's going to take care of us. So let's just carry on a bit here. Uh, he says, verse 31. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. Folks, this is a really powerful thing. Our heavenly father knows what we have need of. So then you say, well, why should we even bother to pray? Why do we ask him? Well, he loves us to be in relational connection with him. And our prayers are out of relationship, not coming as a slave. We're not coming, begging, trying to twist God's arm. No, we're coming as adopted sons and daughters of the Most High. We are royalty. We've been adopted into His royal family. And we're coming with our requests. And we're coming to Him out of relationship. And so He loves for us to be interacting with Him. But it's not from a place of fear and anxiety. It's coming from a place of trust, of knowing that He is able and that He wants to. And that we have access to Him, our Heavenly Father, because of what Jesus has done. And that was the beauty of celebrating Easter, the Passover, the resurrection, is that we now have free access to come into the presence of God. So we can approach His throne of grace That we might receive whatever we need, mercy and grace in our time of need. Because we have free access, we can come boldly and with confidence. And so Jesus is talking here he's saying, listen guys, living your life with fear and worry and anxiety is not the way of the kingdom. That is the way of pagans, those who are unbelievers, those who reject the true living God. They are embraced in fear and anxiety, but not you. You are children of light. You don't need to be stumbling around in the darkness. You already have light. You know where to go. You know how to walk. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world and he's coming into the world. And if he's inside of us, we have light inside of us. It's so bright. It's shining beyond and outside of us. We can see where to walk. We don't need to be in fear and panic. We can rest in His love, in His care, in His goodness. And we can be in that place of faith because He is absolutely faithful. He is reliable. So, carries on. It says, Your heavenly Father knows what you need. So we approach Him out of relationship. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given you as well. Therefore, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Just beautiful words here of Jesus, bringing us deep, solid assurance. We're going to be okay. He's going to take care of us. He's our father. If he looks after the birds, if he looks after the fields, how much more is he able... Capable and willing to look after you because He loves you. You're made in His image. You're precious in His sight. You're the apple of His eye. Folks, during this lockdown period, people wanting to stir up fear and anxiety, we need to turn that volume right down. We don't need to be listening to that. We need to be listening to the voice of our Father who is assuring us Reassuring us of his love for us, his provision for us, and that everything that we need, he knows. He's not taken by surprise, kind of like, oh, God, sorry, man, I ran out, didn't have enough supplies in, in, in store for you. Nonsense. He knows everything. He's ahead of us, he's well able, he's unlimited resources. He will supply your need. The instruction that Jesus is giving us in this passage in Matthew chapter 6. You want to be kingdom people? Fantastic. Seek first the kingdom. In other words, we're looking to the king, his domain, his rule and reign in our lives. And as he rules our hearts, as he reigns as the sovereign one, as the great king, as he's leading us, we can be in a place of peace a place of harmony, and a place of His provision. So I just want to bless you with that. I just want to bless you with peace. I want to bless you. Just reach out to the Holy Spirit right now. I just want to bless you with a deep, solid assurance that God, He's got this. God, He's got you. God will provide. You don't have to worry how it's going to come each day got enough trouble of its own you don't have to figure out the exact delivery mechanism leave that to god he can use the ravens he can use uh, a fish w- with a coin in its mouth he can cause manna to m- to manifest he can cause oil to just continuously flow he can cause flour to just miraculously keep reappearing just so many ways In which God can take care of you. So I just want to bless you. I want to bless your mind. And just release the peace of God to your heart and your mind. That there, there be no holding on to fear. But you actually release it. That you turn your back on fear and doubt and worry. And those voices that are continually stirring up anxiety. That you actually shut yourself off from them. And that you turn towards the living God. That you turn to the Prince of Peace. The King and His kingdom is an advancing kingdom. Will never end. Of the increase, there will be no end. And so, as you turn to Him, He's got this and He's got you. And just allow the peace of God to calm your heart and your mind. As you turn to Him and as you live for Him. As you reprioritize your life during this time of lockdown, the most extraordinary opportunity, folks, look at this, see the redemptive purpose, see the blessing that God has got for us, that we are able to reprioritize what we're doing, how we're living and what we're living for, that we shift and we change our focus, our energies that God is giving us the most amazing opportunity for reset. You know, often we will take time at the beginning of the year. You know, we head for for New Year's and there's uh, time for resolutions. There's time for a refocus and kind of, yeah, for the first few weeks of the year, kind of thinking, okay, how are we going to do things differently? And then we soon forget about it. This is an extraordinary year, 2020, where the Lord is giving us an extended period to just come aside, to pull back from things, to think what's important, what's valuable, what am I going to live for, how am I going to reprioritize my time, my energies, my finances, my gifting, the anointing that God has put on my life. He's put on every single one of us. He's called us on purpose for a purpose. I just want to bless you that as you stay in this place of peace, That you turn away from worry and anxiety. You do recognize that, hey, I'm okay today. God is supplying what I need for today. And I give him thanks and honor. Because I'm seeking first the, the kingdom. And to live in righteousness. In right standing with him. And you know what? All these other things will take care of themselves. So I don't have to get it all figured out. The stress and strain is not on me. The pressure is on him, and he is well able to take that pressure. I just bless you with that. As you interact with people today, let that be oozing out of you, that confidence, that gentle, quiet confidence. I don't have to worry about my food. I don't have to worry about the rent. I don't have to worry about my business. I don't have to worry about these things. I just bring it to him. Let him lead me and guide me cause me to be in the right place at the right time, and He will supernaturally cause all these things to work out, because He is the King. Hallelujah. Bless you guys. Thanks for joining, and uh, look forward to connecting with you again tomorrow. Have an awesome, marvelous Monday. Love you guys. Take care.